0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: G'day, it's Dave Marchese with you for The Shake-Up. It's the end of the week. Some of you might be diving into a long weekend. For others, it's just your standard weekend. But, hey, we're not going to complain about that. We've had a huge few days, actually, data being held to ransom debates over trauma porn. There's a lot to get across, so let's go. Hack.
0: Customers affected
1: by
2: the breach will receive protection. Controversy surrounding Netflix's new Jeffrey Dahmer show. Should true
0: crime programs like this no longer exist? I'm 19 years old and I'm addicted to eating laundry detergent. On Triple J.
1: Yeah, a bit of a weird one, right? And we are celebrating Requestable this week, so I am open to any topic suggestions for the show today. Your most rogue shake-up suggestion, let me know. It is a packed show, though, so I don't know whether I'll be able to fulfil the promise, but why not? Let me know. We've got... A few other people, though, I have to introduce. The most important part of the shake-up, a couple of all-stars here. First, author, director, criminal, performer, Eliza Riley. Criminal? Cr- I just chucked that in there. I was like, will she notice? Allegedly. Yeah, alleged <laughs> criminal. Welcome back to The Shaker. Thank
0: you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to shake things up on a Friday.
1: I know. And you're heading into a long weekend, so... We
0: sure are. Pretty
1: stoked about that. Look, not the whole country, but some of the countries heading into a long weekend. If you're not, it's still a Friday, so that's great. Um, Newsreader for the Kyle and Jackie O Show on Kiss FM Brooklyn. Ross, how are you? Hello, David. I'm great. Oh, you just really perked up then. You were looking pretty sombre, and then all of a sudden you are like, good oh, morning, that.
2: Sorry, yeah, yeah. You've I have been trained well
0: by those <laughs> over there. Yeah, Let I me know. Try again. I'm I'm
1: Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> the puppeteer. <Exactly. laughs> um, there's been so much that's happened this week, guys. Like, um, we had some breaking news out today that in a couple of weeks, the very real part of our lives for the past couple of years, COVID isolation, is being scrapped. I want to know, what do you guys think of this? Like, it's a... It's pretty weird. Yeah, was to think isolation about.
2: still a thing? I haven't seen mm. anyone doing it or even testing. Really, like
1: it's true. And for a lot of people, COVID's just like hit the back burner. No one thinks about it. No one wants to think about it. Eliza, I don't know. What do you reckon? One of the last remaining pandemic restrictions?
0: I feel like half of me thinks that this is the point in the apocalypse movie where all the scientists are going, oh, my God, they just dropped the isolation period. But uh, you know what? With or without a COVID isolation period, I'm going to sustain my social isolation period because I love that. (laughs) I've turned into an introvert. I'm keeping it. Yeah, you're like, this is
1: actually working for me so well. I'm going to be keeping it.
0: (laughs) Um, Look, we're
1: going to have more on that on Hack in the next few weeks as all those changes come into effect. First, though, some other big news. Hack.
0: There's all these aspects of your life that are personal that you can't do anything about. And I'm at a loss what to do next.
1: On Triple J. We're in the digital age. We get it. There's more data out there on us than ever before. But when you're dishing it out to all these really big companies all the time, you kind of expect that they're going to keep it safe, right? So we're all pretty baffled when the news broke that the personal, private details of thousands of us had fallen into the hands of hackers. And when we asked Optus, did this really happen? They said, yes. Hack.
0: I'm 19 years old and I'm addicted to eating laundry detergent and soap.
1: When I was a kid, I used to drink A1 sauce. Oh, that's not that. that. That's a whole different story now. Is that what Optus said? <laughs> that's not what is Optus said. This a bit off topic. topic. That's Breaking. not what Optus said. This is what Optus says.
0: Hi. A large number of people have had their data stolen and that looks like identifying information. There's all these aspects of your life that are personal that you can't do anything about. Frankly, it's beyond frustrating that this has occurred. Um, I've had to take time out of my day, my busy day, to come and fix something that should never have happened in the first place. The government's got a role to play in helping citizens do better at protecting their information. I would like to be reimbursed. Customers affected by the breach will receive multi-jurisdictional and multi-layered protection. It's a wake up call, pay for proper cybersecurity, hire and train enough staff, don't skin. On
2: Triple
1: Jack. Yeah, the Optus data breach, not the people eating laundry detergent. We'll get to that one later. Another breaking news story this week. But all sorts of your info flying out there. The AFP, the Federal Police, they're now involved in this. They're trying to find out who grabbed this data. Optus has spent the week apologising to everyone. It says it was a sophisticated attack, but the government doesn't agree. It's like, no, it wasn't. Mm. They just went in there and grabbed the data. It's ripped into Optus for not keeping our data safe. What do you think? Are you involved in this? Have you got one of the emails? How do you feel about your personal details being out there? Does it make you uneasy? Maybe you don't actually care. It's not really phasing you at all. Let me know, one You can message in as well, 0439-757-555. Let's chat to our Shake Up guests, author, entertainer Eliza Riley and Kiss FM news hound Brooklyn Ross. Eliza, were you surprised at the size of all this? Like when it first came out, we are talking about millions of people who might have been impacted. What were your first thoughts?
0: My first thought was, like, not surprised at all. Yeah. It is just like this. It was waiting to happen. I feel so bad for the, is it nearly one-third of Australians that are a part of this? Yeah. Uh, I feel so bad for them and just the the whole country is in a little bit of a, a, a flurry about it. But, no, this was a disaster waiting to happen. Everyone was sitting on their laurels. Uh, I mean, not... The public, but those who are in charge of making the legislations to protect us. And now I feel really bad for them, the people involved, because they're told you have to go and protect yourself now, yeah, yeah post the event. And
2: that was like, it's it's no surprise, like you said, and I think anyone who thinks their personal data is actually protected online is fooling themselves. Like, it's out there, it, just expect it to be out there, and I can't believe we're all sort of left scrambling. Like the government didn't actually have a... Have a uh, plan of what to do should this happen it's with the passports Titanic and of the data
0: breaches. Like, oh, yeah. we will put on the Titanic, told it would be beautiful, <laughs> and then be like, there's not enough vests," and be like, don't worry about it. It's been like, it's going to happen. Uh,
1: it's not good. I mean, we're already getting so many calls on this one. We've got messages as well. Jade says, I'm supposed to be moving overseas in a month. My details have been listed as those in the data breach. I want to know what the implications are on my visa. They say they're going to replace passports for 300, but a visa and passport. Express is $4,000. Mm.
2: That's. And I want to hectic. know: question, if you've got like a year left on your passport, are you going to get a new, like, 10-year passport? Oh, yes, yeah. that would be a bonus. Well, yeah. mine just expired. Oh. <gasps>
1: So, are you I don't an Optus know. customer?
0: Were you involved in, in, in the breach at all? Who I cares? Could, just I go maybe, for it. Just ask. Ask. Who knows? Just ask. Who
1: knows? <laughs> Surely everyone's just diving into <laughs> this. Brooklyn, what was your audience saying
2: about it? Was it something that people wanted to talk about this week? Oh, definitely. And uh, Jackie O, who I work with, was really concerned. Like she just—I think she's she knows people who've had their identity stolen mm. and knows what an absolute nightmare it is. Pretty much for the rest of your life, like mm. it, it, it is devastating. Uh, so yeah, we've we've discussed it and talked about it, and uh, like I said, like I think the government likes to just point the finger at Optus and say, "Well, this is all Optus's fault. You guys, you know, you you let the left the window open." But you got to remember, it's the government that has the rules with telcos that they need to collect a hundred points of ID and have your license there and your Medicare number if necessary. So I think. It needs to be a whole approach of, well, how are we going to protect ourselves going forward? Is it necessary to still do that whenever you get a SIM card, get an ID?
1: For sure. And people are asking that. Why are we having to give so much information, enough information for people to be able to build a whole different profile and, you know, fake identity? Let's go to some callers. We've got Jared on the line. Hey, Jared, how are you? Good and you? Yeah, good. What's your thoughts on all this?
2: Well, I've just recently disconnected from Optus. I've gone with another provider and I had an Optus email account. So everything was linked through my email account with Optus and the phone number that was provided by Optus. Right. And then once I left them, they closed my email account and obviously closed the phone number. I got a new number with the other provider and I have absolutely no way of being told whether I've been affected, like whether my, my data has been taken. Right. And... Because I work over the hours of nine to five, I have no way of calling the contact uh centre... contacting the call
1: centre either. Oh, that's so annoying, Jared. And this is the thing that a lot of people are finding out now that, you know, it's it's a nightmare to chase that. And that's the thing. It's the, it's the annoying, but it's obviously scary to have like someone potentially stealing your identity. It's also annoying just to take the precautions to try and stop that from happening, right? Jared, thank you so much for calling in. We've got some other people messaging in. Someone says, I'm not even a current Optus customer anymore and I'm still a part of this. Another person there. Someone else, all my personal details, have been part of the data breach. ID hasn't been, however. I've got an AVO against somebody, so this is relatively serious. Another person says, I received an email saying my data was stolen from the hack. To be honest, what's done is done. That's another thing that I've noticed as well. And when we put it out to listeners and when I've been speaking with friends, I'm wondering if you think that there's any kind of generation thing here if younger people are maybe less concerned because there are already all these warnings all the time about TikTok and you know data harvesting and people still use these apps and live their lives and just get used to it whereas you know some older people are lies or I'm not sure like you say hello to them they're like I've been hacked I've been hacked <laughs> I've been hacked you know
0: well i mean i guess well i didn't necessarily know that that was sort of the generational gap i would have liked to thought that the young- younger generations are so much more educated. Maybe it's not. And they totally know that it is a human right to be able to keep your privacy. But yeah, the old school, like you keep your uh, windows drawn and your curtains closed at night. So why aren't you doing that for your personal data is kind of that sort of generational gap. But I mean, it's hard when you feel like that you have already been exploited so much just through being a digital native and that you have a fundamental distrust of the people that are supposed to protect you.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like a lot of that's coming to the front now and people are saying, well, where are the penalties for all of this as well? Like when we see other countries being really strong on this stuff, Mm. um, what's happening to companies here in Australia? Let's go to another caller. Peter's on the line. Hey, Pete, what's your thoughts on this?
2: yeah I think um there's definitely a role for government to play in this to um give us electronic digital signatures and identification that's totally secure so we can use it across all sorts of areas like the northern European countries are doing um if we can do that, we can you know get our pharmacy um subscriptions through you know electronically we can get doctors' appointments we can yeah. you know have that one identification that protects us across all circumstances i mean this Optus breach is just one of very many that we're all going to have to deal with in our lives moving forward. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I guess that's the thing. There's so much research going into better ways of protecting ourselves in the future. There's all sorts of technologies that are being invented and researched every day. And do
2: you think, like, there's a lot of focus on how do we stop the information being leaked or being hacked into that's inevitable in my mind. Mm. How about we look at ways of stopping hackers being able to like get credit on our behalf with yeah. stolen with stolen information. Like look at the way how we can actually protect ourselves from being a victim. If our information gets out there, because it's it is already out there, it's and already it out will there. will continue to well, be. Well, the
1: other thing is that you know there are those websites that you can put in your like email address or whatever, and they tell you if you've been part of a hack in the past, yeah. like if your data's been. And I did that this week, and it was it was like yeah, four big hacks. So I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my information being drifting Have you slept? Around? Have
0: you slept since? <laughs> What's going on?
1: But that's and people are feeling very different about this. We've got people out there who are ordering, you know. New ID documents, who are changing their rego plates, all sorts of stuff, and then there are others who deal with this very differently. They're like, oh, well, look, we'll we'll just keep an eye on the bank account and see if there are any mysterious things happening." Um, Eliza, we've got Optus saying it's going to pay the costs for affected customers who want to replace their passports now. Mm. Um, what do you think of that?
0: Well, I think they could, you know, do a little <laughs> bit more. You know, there was a great article on the ABC website that had this sort of oh, checklist. Thanks for that plug. <laughs> oh well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, uh... <laughs> Uh, that little checklist of your identity if it's been stolen here's what you should do and there's like 12 dot points like advise your bank, file a report at the Australian Cyber Security Centre contact ID care where you'll get a counsellor and I just read it thinking being like Optus should be doing all of this on your behalf yeah. whether you have been directly affected or not there is no term on whether you will be affected or won't be affected unfortunately this is in perpetuity so I feel like they should. should. Should be just offering even sooner financial counseling or like hacked counselling to yeah. their customers and just feeling like the emotional load on someone, their time and their money, even if they've never ever been affected by this particular breach, if they were a part of it, they're going to be spending money and time and like their heart worrying about this. Of
2: course, and that's inevitable. Do you guys believe the hacker that's posted on the dark web saying that he he or she has they're, deleted all the information They're
0: sorry, now? they're sorry, they're sorry, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe that somewhere their soul is sorry, you know, they don't, you know, but I reckon that was just, I love that. I love that apology. Yeah,
2: it's a it great twist in weird the it's, it's now my email
0: signature, <laughs> by the way. I just got in and baked
1: it. I, there was a lot of laughs as well about the, you know, demand for the $1 million ransom being like, one million? Like, it's so old that, school, is isn't it?
0: It's very really like Austin Powers. It is, it
2: is. I don't know, Brooklyn, do you think we're going to find this person? Oh, probably not. But it's, it's interesting that they did seem to chicken out, like as if, as if they thought maybe there's a possibility they would get found, mm. um, which is pretty interesting. Are you well, sure
0: they chickened out, or were maybe they were coerced into saying like, "Oh, just joking"?
1: Ah, oh, who yeah. knows? There's you all know? sorts of ways this I could have it. happened. Like, you maybe they'll be making a show about this in a few years. Oh, I they're pitching. They're, they're pitching the show. They're in They're pitching the show. They're like, "This is going to make a great TV special for Netflix." <laughs> but um, no, I don't. We spoke to an expert who um said that he, uh, you know, was in communication with the person who alleges to have done this and they said that it was a very simple process and you know it wasn't hard at all if you knew what you were doing. So look, there are a lot of questions to answer. We've got more messages in. Someone says, "Um, I'm one of the ones impacted and I'm currently trying to figure out what specific information was released but can't seem to get a direct answer. Another person, all of the data should have been encrypted. It's poor security from Optus. And somebody else says, if anyone actually believes your details are secure online, you're already kidding yourself.
2: Hack. Controversy surrounding Netflix's new Jeffrey Dahmer show. Should true crime programs like this no longer exist?
1: I had uh, these obsessive uh, desires and and, uh, thoughts wanting to control them.
2: This is a pretty uh, horrendous series of uh, offenses.
0: Uh, He was saving body parts such as uh, skulls and uh, skeletons. The victim's families have to relive this and really in a long intense form. On Triple J.
1: Yeah, there's one show everyone's talking about. The Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix is making a lot of headlines and heaps of them aren't good. It's been accused of romanticising serial killers, profiting off trauma, and it sparked this debate about our obsession with true crime. Why are we so into it? Well, there have been six movies and TV adaptations about Jeffrey Dahmer and his horrific crimes. And there's this question, are we really giving a voice to victims like The Maker's Claim? Or are we profiting off trauma? That's the big question, right? And we spoke about this on Hack yesterday and there was a really big response. So I want to know, have you watched this show? Were you surprised by how graphic, realistic it was? Did it make you feel uncomfortable? You can message in 0439 757 555. Let's dive into it with the Shake Up crew. Brooklyn Ross from Kiss FM, writer, performer, Eliza Riley. Brooklyn, have you seen the show?
2: Yeah, I watched it. I've watched all ten episodes, and after each episode, I just sat there in silence for five minutes and thought, "Why am I watching this? Mm. And do I want to keep watching?" And then I would turn on the next episode and watch it. It's it's murder porn, really. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, people call it trauma porn. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, I I feel weird for watching it. You know, I can I, see
0: I, your face. You look you look weird right now. Yeah. You look, you yeah. look sorry. You look uh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> you, look, like, you look a little sad.
2: And but everyone's watching it, so you think, well, you know, I guess it's not too bad. Like you, you don't want to miss out on something. Yeah. But I, I'm very uncomfortable with it. And and what you just said about—is it for the victims or is it just for profit? I mean, it's obviously just for profit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the and you know, and people are demanding kind of some sort of accountability, but it's hard when so many people want to watch it, right? Eliza, you a fan of true crime?
0: I am a big fan of true crime and, you know, I'm not a journalist like you but I am a writer for TV and a lot of what I have done is with true subjects that do involve crimes Mm. and unlike journalism, like if you go to film and TV school, there's no like moral and ethics class. Yeah, There's no sacred code into which TV writers have to deal with their work in the way that journalists are. And so I I do feel like there is an, an intense... Pressure, but an intense profit to be made by TV writers by telling a story no matter the costs. And we it's really like in TV and film, it is really kind of up to the individual creator or writer to make that choice about where their moral code is. And I just feel like everything would be so much easier if TV writers like myself had a moral code to write by.
1: Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's something that maybe we need to look into. Who knows? You've got a lot of people talking about the families of the victims of mm. Jeffrey Dahmer who've been speaking out, saying they didn't know that this show was being made a lot of them even though some of them were being portrayed in vivid
2: detail in the show what do you think of that brooklyn yeah like i said i i feel for them because just out of nowhere if this popped up and became such a viral hit you know it's in on all the news websites everyone's talking about it again I mean, it's going to bring up all that trauma. Like you, yeah. you, you're you trying to just move on with your life um, and, and, and losing a loved one is always going to be with you and this is really the last thing you would ever want or need. This is, uh, yeah. This is, what's the difference
1: like with this kind of thing and a documentary, for instance? Is it because the drama element of it, because this is what the expert we spoke to on Hack This Week said, they recreate it in such incredible detail now, like down to the clothes and this and the hairstyles and everything and and courtroom scenes, which they have, you know, very um, uh, accurate depictions of. They have it all filmed so they can do that. But then the other parts of the show, which no one could ever know, private conversations, other things are dramatised. And for the viewer, we don't know what's what, what is dramatised, what's not. And that does make it really tricky right Eliza
0: Well yeah it would it would totally distort your own reality i think as a victim but also just claiming that story as your own uh, you know a part of surviving as a victim is about reclaiming that as your own and if someone just rips it out from under you and retells the story for profit or for subscription uh I think that would be a really weird and awful thing but my hope and my what I love about this story is audiences are getting so much more educated Mm. it happened with the Pam and Tommy Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee where Ever, the story was about, well, was Pamela actually consulted about this? Yeah. And she wasn't. And that became the important point about that. So if this is an example of how audiences are sort of waking up to how television is made and its impacts on real lives, I think it that's a really good thing that everyone's questioning this.
2: And one thing I will say for this this series is that it did focus a lot on the failings of police throughout mm-hmm. the process with Jeffrey Dahmer. And, uh, you know, like, did you say, David, six, six series yeah, have been made six. about this? I mean, maybe that's... He's like
0: our Ned Kelly, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Maybe yeah.
2: the story's already been told, but I, I, I thought it was good that they shone a light um, just on, on police at that time. And that's, that's a message that's good to get out there, you know, that we can't let that sort of thing happen again. We've got messages coming through. Somebody says, of
1: course, it's for profit. Otherwise, why would they make it? Another person, David, says, I loved the Dharma show. It's interesting to know motivations and what circumstances can create these people. Another person says, I definitely think there's a bit of a blurred moral line with the Dharma series. Really do hope profits have been donated to the families and victims. That's another point that a lot of people have been making. And Simon says, why promote the murderer and make them famous? You know, and that's mm. another important point. People are saying we're romanticising criminals. I don't know. I mean, Eliza, you've written about historical figures, not the same kinds of historical figures, but you have in the past. And, crimin- and w- criminals. W- Women who
0: have done criminal, terrible things. Is that
1: a part of it, though? Like when you were writing... Um, brilliant book, by the way. Oh, thank you. Sheila's Badass Women of Australian History. Go yes. get a copy. Yes. But um, when you were writing that, was that a thing like, oh, we've got to be careful, what's the line here? And
0: Absolutely. I really took that responsibility to heart, but also just the fear of I was the only one making that call, which I Feel like in this Dharma series like it's an unfair position for any TV creator to own to have sole responsibility about how you make those calls like I think that's an unfair position and pressure for any artist to be in unlike journalism where you have so many different stop stop downs to go through and so many people guiding you uh how I I just really just tried to stick to the facts as much as I could and really tried to make sure that my subjects who were criminals, that there was gray area. I wasn't calling them a good person or a bad person, but really just trying to say, I don't have the answer. I'm just giving you their story. So what do you think? But it feels like that this show wasn't like, what do you think? It was like, let's tell you how these victims felt. And the victims were like, what? you could have called us.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like it's, it's baffling some of it when you're thinking about um, contacting victims. It just feels like, I mean, but then again as a journalist it feels like that's the first thing that you would be doing right. It isn't just the, um, a problem overseas though. It's an issue here. Like um, earlier this year the parents of Daniel Morecambe, they came out and yeah. called a film released about that case, Disrespectful a Selfish mm. Cash Grab. There's also a new show about the Bali bombings. It's been 20 years since that horrible attack that killed more than 200 people. And they've people. already
2: done a series about melissa caddick's disappearance Mm. the fraudster in sydney whose foot washed up on a beach and Mm. and we don't even have the answers to that we don't Mm. know what happened (laughs) they've already made the
1: investigations uh, underway it's crazy all right time uh, uh, all right guys time to move on
2: pineapple on pizza like what why on triple j
1: exactly why when you're growing up, you're often in a little bubble, right? You hang out with your little bubble mates, also known as your family, and you do little bubble things. But sometimes, and it's not until a lot later, often too late, that you realise, hold on, I don't think it is normal that everyone in the household uses the same bath towel. And yes, if you're a long-time Triple J listener, you'll know that actually happens to one of our former presenters. They all use the same <laughs> bath towel for years. Or maybe it is weird that we put barbecue sauce in mashed potato. Oh. There's so much, a lot of weird habits out there. And I want to know, do you have weird habits? Is there stuff that you did growing up that you thought was completely normal, didn't realise until you moved in with friends, other people, went to uni? Hold on. It's not right. Let me know. Oh four three nine seven five seven triple five. This all started when a member of the hack team this morning in our meeting said, Yeah, when I was young, we just put sour cream on everything. It was always on the table, like spaghetti bolognese, anything. And then I used to ask. I used to sound too bad. (laughs) I used to ask for it all the time. And then people said, No, we do not do that. We do not wash our undies in the shower. We do not put mayonnaise (laughs) on peanut butter and toast. Let's ask our shake-up guests, and lucky I've got a bunch of freaks in front of me right now. (laughs) Author, entertainer Eliza Riley and Brooklyn Ross from Kiss FM. Eliza. Grow up with any weird habits?
0: No, I'm completely normal. I'm uh, moving right along. No, I grew up in a country town uh, where there wasn't my there wasn't internet and there wasn't TV aerial reception. So I thought this is what I was led to <laughs> what? what? Yes. Turns out. <laughs> turns out, my mum, when we moved there, uh went up onto the roof and broke the antenna. <laughs> This is so and, and, and then over the over the course of the 90s and the early noughties was like, no, we just don't have TV here. And so I thought for the longest time that The Simpsons was in black and white. No. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Tell me who to call and I'll make the call. <laughs> like, I don't know. Azio Who do I call?
2: That's yeah. crazy. Yes. Brooklyn, thoughts on hearing that? Uh, that's crazy. I had TV, but speaking of mashed potato. Oh, big show off
0: over here with the
2: TV. <laughs> <laughs> a big shot in with color as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell? speaking heck? of mashed potato my mum used to make just a little snack a lot of the time snack oh. from and my- it was mashed potato in like devon <laughs> the devon was rolled up in yeah. like a like a tube uh-huh. and then a toothpick would be put through it. <laughs> and I feel like that this is probably something that was a thing like a so hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I remember once with a group of friends. Did you have a name for it? Ooh. No, there was no name. How can know. you
0: name something so perfect? <laughs> true. I remember one time
2: maybe at uni like making uni? it. <laughs> You made it at uni. And people were just like, <laughs> What the hell is You've this? got pizza, you've got all sorts
1: of two minute noodles. You're at uni, there's all sorts of stuff. You're like, oh, Where's the Devon and the mashed potato? <laughs> oh my um, God. Someone says two minute noodles smothered in butter. Another person says oh. sultanas on sandwiches. Okay. Um, we used to have orange juice on our cereal. What oh. the hell? Well, you have it in
0: muesli, so. Do you? Yeah, some people have orange juice in them. Wait, well, wait, is this, this is like, another one? Is it happening no, don't, now? Don't. Wait, is it happening now? Turning
1: the mic off, off, turning the mic off. Um, no, there's so many messages here. I thought it was weird when I was growing up, but now I have banana on pizza. Um, that was Aiden in Nui. Another person says we would put our keys in the fridge with our lunch so we wouldn't forget.
2: <laughs> Good idea.
1: Okay, peanut butter on potato cakes. There's a lot of stuff involving peanut butter. Everyone's got something to say about putting peanut butter on stuff. I, I, I don't Did know Did anyone eat,
2: eat it with a spoon out of
1: the jar? Oh, that's not weird. Okay, sure, really. right. Like, no. And that's the thing. I mean, if we had more time, we'd dive into what's the, what's the line butter. here. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a deep dive and invest- <laughs> Hack investigates peanut butter, guys.
0: Hack on Triple J.
1: And that's all we've got time for on the Shake Up for this week. And for Hack, a big thanks to our hardworking team, executive producer Claire Bloomer, senior producer Serge Neekers and extra production by AJ Williams and the rest of the Hack team. I'll be back on Tuesday after the long weekend. I'll catch you then. Another big week to come. Hooroo.